Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now you're welcome back to Down to Business with me, Emmett Oliver, this Saturday morning. Now, lots of very diverse people are currently uh, putting a bit of shape on their CVs. Lee Carsley, Chris Uton, Sam Allardyce, some of these people you'll know, some of them you don't want to know. Some of them maybe not that interested, but the job, of course, is to be Ireland football manager after Stephen Kenny stepped down midweek or was essentially not got his contract renewed. Seems like a long time ago since we've had these awful scenes in the city centre, but that was actually this week. And can the FAI now get a new manager? And if um, they get that person, will commercial partners rally behind that person? At the moment, the Irish football team does not have a sponsor for its jersey, which is unusual in most international or club sport at a high level. Now, joining me to discuss discuss where the organisation goes and what might be the right person to bring in some of that commercial income is Ian Mallon. He is a sports business columnist with the Irish Examiner. Uh, good morning to you, Ian. Good morning, Emmett. Nice to talk to you. Ian, um, I've mentioned a few of those figures, Lee Carsley, Chris Uton, Sam Allardyce. I mean, obviously they should be picked primarily for their footballing brain and getting results. But how big is the commercial piece in the, the deliberations about who to get? Well, I mean, when you're when you're discussing and considering various names there, Emmett, you're um, also considering various packages and what sort of money that they would that they would cost. The likes of Sam Allardyce and 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 Lee Carsley, and that wouldn't cost on the bigger end. But would they reap uh, rewards commercially for the uh, association? And you're right, yes, football decisions are made on merit alone, on football alone. But there will also be a commercial eye on the value that they can bring. Now, currently, Emmett, the FAI uh, will announce at the AGM in, in, the, in uh, the, the Saturday week that their debt is down to 50.9 million euros. Now, when you consider that it's down to 50.9 million euros, that's still a hell of a challenge. Uh, interestingly, Jonathan Hill, the FAI CEO, and we'll talk about Jonathan Hill in a few moments, um, announced during the summer that the debt would be down to 44 million. Uh, he's, he's somewhat off on that, 6 million off. So it's still creeping down ever so slowly. That debt, uh, The income for the association will be announced at uh, 9.1 million for match income and commercial revenue at 15.6 million. And the piece you want to talk about today is the commercial side. That 15.6 million euro is not entirely accurate in that 10 million of that is made up from the UEFA uh, centralization broadcast rights deal, which kicked in in 2022 for the year that these financial statements will cover. So really, uh, commercial value is about 5.6 million euros. The chunk of that, uh, 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 some of that will be sponsorship. And as you rightly point out, the front of the Republic of Ireland men's jersey is still blank, and this is almost four years to the week. Next week, when Sky Ireland announced that they and were would leaving, you, uh, sorry, would, when, uh, just on that, sorry, yeah. Yeah, when three announced that they were leaving. Sure, would you say that it's empty because they haven't had any offers, or the offers have been inadequate? Or are they waiting out for someone else, or is there anyone there at all from from your sense of things? Well, this comes down to cost, Emmett. So originally the cost of the sponsorship for the Republic of Ireland men's jersey was 2.5 million euros. Uh, that was a, a lot of money, uh, but probably very worth, very much worth it in the days of Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane, where you had two high high profile managers and also qualifying for tournaments. Um, it took them about a year and a half. They were advised initially with a, in a deal with a, in a negotiation with a potential partner that that deal was, that value was way too high. It should be around 1.57 
million euros. It took them another year and a half to bring that down to 1.66 million euros. And my understanding is that it's around 1.5 million euros today. Is that good value? Not currently when the team is playing so performing so uh, poorly. And obviously, we've just said uh, they've just said goodbye to Stephen Kenny after a pretty, you know, uh, unfortunate regime there and a, and a pretty lengthy one too. Um, so uh, if that 1.5 million euros is currently the state of where I believe it is, 1.56 perhaps, uh, it's possibly still on the high side because next year, don't forget, and this is critical, there are no commercial, uh, there are no uh, competitive yeah, matches. Yeah, it's a bit of, of a dead, dead year. In terms of these yeah. various personalities, uh, we've thrown out a few names, Chris Uton, Lee Carsley, Sam Allard, we won't go, Roy Keane was mentioned. I mean, we hear this thing all the time, they need to appoint a manager that there's a bit of buzz around and that they're a well-known figure. I mean, how do you think the FA are going to approach this? Are they going to say, you know, we need somebody that's going to get the public engaged in the actual personality of this manager? Are they going to say, forget the personality, this is purely results? The, The balance of how that decision is going to be made, can you just give us your sense of that? Yeah, look, I'm slightly subjective on this. I worked with the Irish team for two and a half years and I worked with Roy Keane. I believe Roy Keane is the perfect candidate for this job. Number one, he has done it before uh, as in an assistant role, but he was very central in the dressing room and he achieved some success uh, indeed uh, at the Euros. Uh, also was with Martin on the bench when we beat Germany that famous night uh, in 2015 and also Italy, of course, in France. Uh, he is, um, uh, as you can see with the new, I don't know if you've seen the new Adidas campaign last week, uh, he is incredibly um, uh, attractive as a commercial property. Uh, he is a coach. He's a qualified coach. He's got all the all the attributes. He did well with Sunderland, and he did well with Ipswich to a certain point until that didn't go so well. But that's football management for you. Uh, would a Lee Carsley? Would a Sam Alderdice? Maybe Sam to a certain degree, but a couple of the other names there. Would they be commercially attractive? No. And if you look down the list of the commercial partners that the FAI and they have a considerable amount. All of those, apart from Sky and Cadbury's, who are involved with the women's team, but the rest of them with the men's team, uh, Castore, Bank of Ireland, Circle K, they're all services. They, they all provide services. Bank of Ireland, obviously, that's part of the debt and the uh, Sports Direct uh, Agreement, part of a historical agreement in which the FAI were found short on. So it's really, you know what, uh, looking for a commercial partner and a senior headline uh, partner for the men's so do you team. think, um, Ian, it's, do you think, you, you're talking about the Roy Keane thing, do you think there would actually be pressure on the FAI leadership to sort of say, look, you need to get a manager here that engages the public, maybe the media, you know, like that, do you think that actually will reach their ears or do you think they'll just say, look, we've got Carsley lined up, he's ready to go, the FA in England are going <sighs> to let him go. Like, how do you think that's going to play out? I know you're not in the, these hallowed halls anymore, but you must have a sense of how it's going to play out. No, I mean, commercial commercial uh, attraction will be something, absolutely. Uh, I mean, all coaches are, you know, anyone that they'll interview is a, is a proven coach. Carsley more so as an under-21 coach. And then why not bring Jim Crawford into that? He's done well with the under-21 team at Ireland. Uh, but would they, look, you would hope and you would expect that they will go and speak to everybody, that they have at least been to Manchester to talk to Roy and that they will talk to all all, all other candidates. Do I think Roy would come and, and, and manage this team? I think he would. I think now he's he, he looks for a lot of change in his life. He's done the Sky thing for a number of years very, very successfully. Uh, and don't forget, the Republic of Ireland men's job is effectively a part-time job. He can come in every six weeks, manage, but I, I know that's not to undermine what he did before. He was But a lot of the players, the a lot of the players, games. even some that are there at the moment, don't seem to like Roy Keane a lot. So is that not a problem? 
Well, I mean, some of those players are gone now. You know, the, the, the Harry Arters, who Roy had a problem with, and I think a couple of people probably had a problem with, Roy, with Harry and his attitude. Uh, Jonathan Walters uh, did did certainly have a problem with him. Uh, at the end, uh, during the time I was there, they had a very successful relationship. Uh, but uh, a manager not being popular in the dressing room yet, it's a little bit different than the fire and brimstone Alex Ferguson approach, the hairdryer sure, maybe Roy, maybe we'd get a, Yeah, maybe we'd get a different Roy in, in some senses. Maybe he's learned from some of those incidents as well. I have to leave oh, it there for the moment. Uh, Ian, thanks very much for bringing us up to speed. Ian Mallon there, he is a sports business columnist with the Irish Examiner. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.